Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. Hogan Johns. It's good to finally get a win. You know, it was a, it was a long four weeks for us, but I'm, I'm proud of our, our players and our coaches for sticking together. Trubisky lays it out there. Caught. Touchdown. Ben Bronecker for the Bears. WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. First and goal. Swing pass. Cohen. Does he have the angle? Yes. Touchdown. Bears. Third and short for Detroit. Quick hitter is intercepted. WGN's Adam Hogue. No way that just happened. Ah, so happy. I can't even feel my arms. And from The Athletic, Adam Johns. I'm sorry, I don't know what just happened. We do not suck, okay? Trubisky trying to keep the drive alive. We're looking for it all. Touchdown, Taylor Gabriel. Four games is a long time just to be able to watch the guys. Uh, what we're so used to doing is seeing them in there. They, they ended up doing some one-on-one dancing. There's still a lot of things that we need to get better at. We understand that. But you step back in those moments and you say, this is why we do what we do. Touchdown, Bears! And boom goes the dynamite. Well, as Matt Nagy said, it was a long four weeks. Actually, longer than that. 42 days, to be exact. 42 days. You did the math. It's like all Lent. I thought we weren't supposed to do math. And it's what you say? It's like all Lent, but extra two days. Look at you being a good Catholic. Good Catholic boy reference. Yeah. I'm good for those every once in a while. Yeah. Catholic Once in a while. Once in a while. Once in a while. Exactly. Uh, 42 days. It felt like a long time, man. It really was a long time. I think that's my big takeaway from this, Adam Johns, is it definitely was not pretty, but this team needed a win so bad, it doesn't really matter. And you almost knew it wasn't going to come easy. Of course not. Why would it this year? Why would it? That's why I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised by the negativity. Almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. Following it, this game, it's like, saying, what did yeah. you expect? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, they expected the Super Bowl before the season, and here we are, four and five. Four and five is better than three and six, though. Right, but you got to adjust your expectations based on what we've seen, especially on the offensive side of the ball, and. Be happy that they scored three straight touchdowns at one point in this game. Uh, sure, three out of the first four drives were three and outs, and four out of the last five were three and outs. But in the middle there, let's call it a mini explosion offensively, and maybe they can take something from this game. Mitch Trubisky can take something from this game and continue build on it going forward. He wasn't awful. If he would have been outplayed by Jeff Driscoll, that's his Ooh. name, correct? Jeff Driscoll. That's, that's who his actually name. played quite well. I have to say, I was impressed. He was fine, but if he played, if he got outplayed by Jeff Driscoll, I think you you hit the the full on detonation button. The detonation button, just on the whole franchise. Just, just put no, I mean, making Chase Daniel. <laughs> okay, the Chase Daniel button. Okay, the, what, the detonation button. The okay. detonation button. That's what it is, though. But. 
It did not happen today. No, it didn't. Welcome in. This is our post-game episode. The Bears do win 20-13. to 13. This is the Hogan Johns podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. All our post-game reaction up at WGNRadio.com slash Bears and The Athletic, theathletic.com and The Athletic app, which is where you can get our midweek bonus episodes throughout the season. Uh, but as we look at it here tonight from Soldier Field, it is a win for the Bears. And I guess let's start with the quarterback um, because it, in some ways this game was similar to the game in Washington in that they weren't playing a great opponent. They weren't playing a great defense. And if you zoom out and look at the whole game, it's like, well, they exploded for three touchdowns there in the middle of it. It's exactly what happened in Washington. They scored three touchdowns in the second quarter and otherwise it was a mixed bag offensively the rest of the game it wasn't that impressive I think one big difference is you may remember that was the game you and I kind of argued afterwards about how Mitch played and frankly I didn't think he played well other than that nice throw he had to Taylor Gabriel down the sideline which was a touchdown I feel better about Mitch's performance today overall. There were a couple things here and there that he certainly can do better. Should throw some of the sacks, some of the sacks. He probably don't on the stand out to me. But he he was more accurate throughout the game. And the three big throws that he there was more than just one big play to hang your hat on today. There was at least three. The touchdown pass to Ben Broniker was outstanding. The throw to Allen Robinson coming out of, to start the second half down the left sideline was on the money. And then the throw to Taylor Gabriel was one of those plays they've been talking about so much these last few weeks, which was like, yeah, we kept running it in practice. We loved it. He's wide open, and the quarterback didn't make it. Well, this time he made it. It was a perfect pass, actually. It was great. Didn't even have one of those. Like, there were Mitch moments. Can we call them Mitch moments? I think people have called them Mitch yeah. moments where you have, like, oh, what's he doing? Get rid of the ball. Can you see the pressure? Like, what's what's going on? So we, so we had those. And let's let's be honest. Before the Ben Broniker touchdown, he missed Allen Robinson so wide open. Yeah, yeah. Like, a busted coverage, no one covering him. Right, right. It was, it was almost weird because like you heard fans in front of the press box saying look at Robinson Robinson <laughs> you know but that was also the people in the yeah, press yeah, box you know, I, I, yes 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 <laughs> yeah, actually those people might have been in the press box um, as that play unfolded I watched it again I'm like he's looking right looking right and then he went to his check down right away like I, I guarantee you when he looks back at it on film he's going to be like oh man like it, it was there something was missed obviously by the Lions uh, someone blew their coverage it but, was just so funny because it's like here's the guy he's been zeroing in on the whole season and like didn't the, even look at him the one time they have a busted coverage and leave him, leave him wide open for a touchdown he didn't even look yes yes so it, look it's not a perfect game the lions they're the lions man they still kind of stink and they really stunk today without matthew stafford as good as Jeff driscoll played but just you, you needed if you want any hopes of turning this thing around and making yourself interesting or partially relevant for the rest of the season you needed to beat the Lions you needed Mitch Trubisky to play better and you got some of that today well and that's why you know sometimes the schedule works in your favor There's been a lot of talk about the schedule this year and you know what this was the opponent the Bears need to face this week and they need they probably needed Matt Stafford to be out which he was unexpectedly this game could have been a lot different, I think. Uh, if you weren't playing the Lions, you could say that. And if Matt Stafford's playing, you know, there were some plays down the stretch on the Lions side that I think Stafford probably makes that Jeff Driscoll didn't. So 
hey, maybe it's a different outcome. But for where this team is right now and how badly they just needed, the, I think, the feeling of a W to, to – to your point, like if they had – let's say the Lions have pulled off a miraculous win, you know. They got driscolled. Yeah. The Bears got driscolled. It, it, who knows? It, it could have been another comment that Mitch says this week in his press conference that just gets – You're looking at me. <laughs> Yeah, you know, John's asked a question, Mitch talk. you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, after a loss, things just, you just pile on. Yes, it's yes, like the, it needed to stop. The the social media mob, it just pot, they just needed a win to avoid all that for one week. Yes, I don't think it's going to go away entirely. I can't wait to see green screen grabs of the Allen Robinson thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's that's going to happen if it hasn't happened already. But I guarantee there will be less of those than... If there had because been, because he still threw a beautiful pass to Ben like Broniker. Yes, yeah. yes. If, if the Lions throw a hail mary at the end, that's all people are talking about. Yes. Now the narrative is more about the three big throws he had. Yes, yes. He he played well enough to win. He was a reason why they won today. They still struggled to get the the running game going. You know, Mitch actually helped make up for some of the. Look, they did what we all expected to do. They made a switch at center. Yeah. And it did not go all that well because Cody Whitehair, like he said, looked like a player who hasn't snapped the ball in a game since the Pro Bowl. Yeah. And Mitch saved him a couple times. That affects, that affects the quarterback's mechanics, timing, all that stuff when he's picking the ball up off the turf. Just just saying, throwing it out there. But it looks like they're going to go with that moving forward. Can we talk about that real quick? Okay. Um I just, I just think it's important people realize that, at least this is how I feel about it. Tell me how you feel. I think this is all about Trubisky. The oh, absolutely. Center. Oh, yeah. yeah 100%. And, and we'll play Synthetic Matt, roles, we'll, yes. We'll play Matt Nagy here in, in a little bit for you, um, and you'll hear what he has to say about this. But he kind of goes out of his way. He says, let me be clear. This is not about James Daniels being the reason that we've been struggling offensively. Then he didn't really say what the reason was, but you could pretty much tell that it's about the quarterback. Yes, it's about yes. getting everything on the same page, setting the protections. There's been way too many instances where, just what for whatever reason, the chemistry between Daniels and Trubisky wasn't as good as the chemistry yes. between Whitehair and Trubisky. Now, on the downside, Whitehair clearly has snap problems. He's had them in the past. He had him today, and that's the risk they are taking here. But it also shows you they know that, and they're still doing it. Yes. So it shows you it was a problem. So we mentioned the five sacks that Trubisky took. Some of those were on unique games or, or just different types of blitzes where you could tell they don't know who's coming and from where. But overall, like look at the Gabriel pass, the touchdown pass. The protection was great. Broniker, great pass, great protection. He felt more confident in there. Um, the the one the bomb to, to Allen Robinson. Now that was off his back foot. That was a heck of a throw. I mean, just in terms, of, he he had a guy in his face. So that's a heck of a, an athletic throw. Just power, velocity, all that stuff, accuracy. Um, that's more on Trubisky. But the 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 protection I thought was significantly better than past games. And yes, he was sacked five times. But on the Bears' best plays, biggest plays. Even for most of the game, because he had those five sacks, maybe Trubisky could have stepped up a little bit better. Um, I thought it was better. I don't know if it's because of the switch at center, but at least if you if you look at some of the biggest throws, again, the Bronacher touchdown, the Gabriel touchdown, I thought the protection was pretty darn good. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to watch overall on the tape. But what I do think is, like, if you were to rank the positions on the offensive line, you'd probably say tackle 
right? The tackle positions, then your center, then the guard positions, right? So if Cody Whitehair has been by far your best offensive lineman, it probably makes more sense to have him at center than in one of the guard positions. I mean, I'm sure that's part of the equation here. And I do think it paid off today. Uh, we'll, you know, James Daniels, I think, still needs to play better. Yes. There were some moments today. At they all need to play better. They all yes. do. I mean, the tackles have been... There are in- some whiffs out there. Inconsistent still. So there's still definitely some room for improvement there. Um, certainly room for improvement across the offense because it was still pretty ugly to begin the game. Four possessions, three three and outs. You had a hold. Was it a hold or a false start? You had penalties, another drop, you know, stuff like that. And honestly, a lot of it wasn't on Trubisky early. Guys, he, he wasn't getting any help. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we should mention, right in the numbers to Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. Drop. drop. Why Trey Burton is dr- leaping that high on the sideline is is beyond me. I thought he had a groin injury. Why is he jumping? <laughs> well, now he's got a calf injury. Now he's got a calf. You know, didn't return in the game. Yeah. But, like, I felt like I, I turned to Kevin Fishbane, my athletic partner, and I'm like, I feel like there's one every other game like that where that receiver's just got to get his feet in. And he's not doing it. Um, the one was it last week was Allen Robinson, kind of the, the fading, falling one out of, out of bounds, didn't get it down. But with Trey Burton, at least you give Allen Robinson a pass in a sense because he's made plays this year. But Trey Burton, why are you leaping in that instance? I don't know. You know, Trubisky bought himself time, completed the pass, get your feet in. Uh, let's – well, let's talk about the other big change – that I guess it's big. It's a pretty big performance-based personnel change that they made today. Uh, but Adam Shaheen, healthy Benched. scratch. Benched. Got to hand it to our uh, – the uh, I'm, I should know – I'm uh, forgetting the name, but at our live show the other day. Oh, he wanted some Ben Broniker love. Yes, yes. We had a question. Ben Broniker. Should he go in there? Now, I th- thought it was more like in place of Trey Burton, or at least that's how I was viewing the question. Yes. But, um, you know, I, I expected, I actually expected Adam Shaheen to, to see significantly less snaps today. I never really thought about just scratching them all together, which is what they did. I mean, they, to our listeners' credit the other day, I mean, they, they think yeah, in the same yeah. way. Just got to put somebody else in there, and Ben Broniker delivered with an 18-yard touchdown and, catch. And that's a catch I don't think Adam Shaheen would have made. No, no, no. Well, the way I viewed it, I mean, that's accountability. Yes. You're benching a second-round pick. That is a strong message to the rest of the team that everything that is going on right now is not good enough. A second-round pick, high-round picks, guys with big contracts, get a pass in a sense. This was a message from Matt Nagy down to everybody. What was going on offensively, the, the team in its entirety – was not good enough. That's how I. That's how I perceive the benching of Adam Shaheen. And, and let's look at this now. That's the. Th- there's now been three big personnel changes in the middle of the season. I mean, they essentially benched Kyle Long by putting him on IR, and he may never play for the Bears again. Then they made the switch on the offensive line today. Put Cody Whitehair, James Daniels back to where they were before, and they benched Adam Shaheen. I mean. You know, to their credit, I think there is accountability, which has been a problem in pat you know the past. Certainly, when we talked about the the Mark Tressman year years, the 
you know, when problems would arise, they wouldn't hold any of the players accountable. So we are seeing that, and I think that that is important. And I, I think when you have that right mixture of the team still believing in their head coach, which I believe they do, it has certainly seemed like the locker room has stay, stayed together through the four-game losing streak. And then they also see that, hey, they're also going to be held accountable. I think those are things players want to see from their coaches. Yeah. Well, especially in times of potential turmoil. You're having a four-game losing streak, and there's a litany of reasons why for it. Mm-hmm. Players see the same film that we do. And, and and they see it also differently just in terms of because they know some of the responsibilities of their teammates. When teammates are consistently getting beat, they see maybe a lack of effort in certain practices. I mean, that, that resonates with them. Like, like You start to wonder why that player is playing when he's not performing. You need to send messages sometimes. And heck, this is a message straight at Adam Shaheen. Like, you have to be better. You need to be a lot better. If you're going to play every single week. If not, your career could be over quite soon here. Not just in Chicago, but done. I don't think he's going to get a second chance like a Kevin White did. I, I don't know if he's got that in him. Well, and if he does, that's about the second chance he would get. I mean, yeah, Kevin and, White, and Kevin White's second chance didn't last long. Barely got a second chance. Yes. I mean, cut in the middle of training camp. Yeah. They didn't even wait till the end. So, um, unfortunately, there are high draft picks right now that the Bears are, are dealing with that. Um but, hey, accountability is big. Let's do this. Let's uh, let's hear from the head coach, Matt Nagy, after the Bears won. And then we'll get to some of the stuff on the defensive side because there was at least one enormous defensive story that we definitely need to talk about today as well. So here's the head coach, Matt Nagy, returning to the podium as a victor for the first time in 42 days. All right. So it's uh... – uh, it's good to be back up here and finally get a win. You know, it was a, it was a long four weeks for us, but I'm, I'm proud of our, our players and our coaches for sticking together um, until the end of the game there. Uh, we were completely tested and challenged. And uh, these moments that you just have in that locker room that we just had together is what it's all about. That's why we, we do what we do. And it's, it's not easy, but um, it was a, a credit to Detroit for, for playing the way they played with, uh, with Jeff Driscoll and those guys. Um, the NFL is hard. It's, 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 there's a lot of parity and, and the credit to that team and Coach Patricia, and I'm just proud of our guys. Matt, can you explain a little bit more about what the moment was like? Obviously, you lost four in a row. And yeah. Well, you almost forget sometimes four, four, four games is a long time, and you uh, – you know, you get up there, and I, I just sat back and just be able to watch the guys. Uh, what we were so used to doing is seeing them in there, and they, they ended up doing some one-on-one dancing, which is which is pretty neat. But uh, that's it's just it's exciting. We we enjoy it. Um, it's a, it brings you together, you know, and then you, you uh, you're able to coach um, off of wins a lot easier. You know, there's still a lot of things that we need to get better at. We understand that, but um, you step back in those moments and you say, "This is why we do what we do." What clicked for Mitch today? Um, well, early on, uh, you know, offensively for us, we had a couple three and outs, didn't have a lot of yards. But then you saw we picked up the tempo a little bit, got going there towards the end of the second quarter. And uh, he made some really, really good throws. He had great protection with the line, wide receivers, uh, tight ends stepped up, the backs. So it's just one of those things that it becomes contagious. You know, you feel it. You get a couple plays in a row that feel good. And then um, we had that third and seven on the touchdown to Taylor Gabriel where 
Taylor ran a hell of a route. And, uh, um, you know, that, that's not an easy route to run. He ran it, and then Mitch made a hell of a throw uh, putting it in there. So you, you, we were just – it, we were clicking at that. It felt good. It felt good to click for those three possessions. Matt, he, he takes five sacks and also has that outburst there, plus mm-hmm. the three and outs you know, elsewhere. In the yeah. Game. How do you balance it all when you come through? So here's what I'll say. Um, this this is hard for everybody to, to understand, but what, what, I, what I really appreciated about Mitch today was the fact that he never got rattled in all that stuff. You know, um, he really didn't. And so it's hard for everybody to see in those moments because there were some mistakes today that weren't his fault, that it's easy to, to become unraveled. And he didn't do that. He stayed composed the whole time. And it's very, it would have been easy to go the other way. But he stepped, he faced it, and he stepped up into it, and he made some strong throws. And even after the strong throws, we had some moments throughout the game where there was mistakes by some certain players, which is a part of football. But it's, it's, uh, it's, we, didn't, we didn't let that rattle us today. And then we got into four minutes there at the end, and we had some, we had some situational football today, which is, which is um, always good for us to learn from too. How nice is it when you lose something like Danny Trevathan and you can count on someone like Mikowski to come in like that? It's, it's, it's awesome. Now he's done, uh, uh, Quick's been doing this all year long. You hate to lose a guy like Danny like that because he's such a, a leader for us. Uh, we look at him for so many different um, intangibles. But uh, with Ryan and his personnel guys, they, they created this this depth chart throughout our team where when guys go down, you're able to have guys step up. Quick's done that. And um, that's what it's all about. It's uh, it's that message that we say about sweeping the sheds, not being too big to do the little things. He's a pure example of that. Any word on how serious he's hurt? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, we'll find out more here in the next couple of days. We needed it. We needed a spark. You know, we, we needed a spark. I think it sends a message uh, to our players that we listen. Here, here you go. It's fourth one. We're backed up, you know, and uh, it's time for us to to um, be in control of this. And uh, and they, they stepped up and did it. And later, I believe, or earlier in the second quarter, it's third and twelve. They get the illegal formation. Mm-hmm. Why do you decline it? So we just thought. Um, 54-yard field goal at that point in time is is uh, you could go either way. I, I would not be opposed if you if we would have accepted it and pushed them back. You never know what could have happened on that third third down. They could have got closer. Maybe they didn't. There's a lot of things that could have happened. And then um, you know maybe they they uh, they end up kicking a, a longer field goal than 54 for sure. But that that was just we discussed it and we all that was we stayed committed with it. And the kid made it. You got to give credit to him too, right? He banged a 54-yard field goal in this in this field. So. Yeah, he's he's been known to do some of that. And what did you make of the touchdown pass to Broniker? Yeah, that was, again another really really good pass, and and Broniker ran a great route. Uh, we we caught him in a coverage that we were hoping to get him in, and then the guys got to make the plays, and he put it exactly the only place where he could put that ball, and then that was a tough catch. The kid made a good defensive play, and and uh, Broniker had strong hands, came down inbounds, and it was a nice juice of it was a nice you know um, jolt of energy for us. Did you guys change tight ends? Mm-hmm. What was the thinking there? Yeah, you just um, just a, a team decision for us uh, with where we're at right now, and um, we we uh, we appreciate the way that Ben stepped up. You talked about the, the throws that Mitch made today. That throw to Broniker probably stands out as one of the better. Yeah. 
you got a lot of man looks today. Mm-hmm. What's it like to be able to dial up that play right there in that situation and to see everything executed as well? Right. Well, you know that a team like this that plays a lot of man, you, you know, there's time, there are going to be times when they switch it up on you and they pop some zone on you, but they're they're a team that relies on man. So that's how they feel for their DBs, and they put them on one-on-one battles, and they're good at it. So we want to challenge our guys to, to be able to be really good route runners and be detailed. So just as simple of just st- sticking in the top of the route, just one little nod to set the angle for the quarterback. If you don't do that and you just round into it, it's a harder throw. And our guys detailed their routes. Our coaches detailed the routes for them, and uh, they executed it. Yeah, early on, it looked like Mitch was a little wild high. Mm-hmm. Uh, was he too amped up, or did you guys work with him in the game to bring something? Because he got more accurate as he was game went on. Right, yeah, he, he he was a little bit off on that. The first third down, um, we got man like we thought, and Taylor ran back in and came back out, and the ball was just a little high and, and inside. Taylor, TG, could, he'll tell you, he came off, he, he still could catch that football. But that the accuracy of that would have slowed him down. We want to catch it and get back outside and run for the first. So just early on um, was was a miss, but again he he stayed true to to uh, what we talked about all week long, which is just um, trusting in, in in who he is as a player and and making sure that you understand that it's okay. You know, bad nothing's going to ever be perfect. Let's just be effective. And after the touchdown throw to Gabriel, the sideline was obviously very fired up. It looked like you were pretty fired up too. Mm-hmm. Just what was that moment like? Maybe just a sense of relief after yeah. the struggles you guys have had. Yeah, so it's a, it's that because uh, it, it there's been a lot of frustration. It's hard. It, it challenges you um, because we all want it for each other. You know, it's not about we want it for for the like us or me or we want it for each other. And so when, when you when you when everybody on offense executes the way we do, we get to get a lead for the defense, and then just. I guess selfishly as coaches, when you when you talk about a play that you really like and that you see and it comes to fruition in a crucial moment like that, you know, because we just had the turnover and it's a sudden change and we tried to around and they played good D and then the next play we didn't get much and now all of a sudden it's, we ran the ball and then it's third and seven and then the players made it happen. And it just, uh, it, that that's, as a coach, that's why we coach. You guys obviously kept clubbed up open. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a thought to, you know, maybe that's kind of past, maybe the magic of that that thing is not, you know, doesn't apply now? Yeah, no, n- n- never. It really wasn't. It's That's, that's, um, that's who we are. You know, that's who we are. The guys – You'd be surprised. Uh, One of the neat things that I think we have going on right now, even in this four-game slide that we just came through, is every Saturday morning we have our own. And it it just keeps the energy going. And the guys have taken – we did it last year. And why not keep doing it? So we do it. And uh, this is like – that's like the uh, appetizer. And then this, they come to dinner. Number one reason was for the switch on the offensive line, and how did you think that that went today? I thought it went well. You know, we have a lot of different reasons for that. Number one, to be very clear, the offensive struggles that that went on, that have been going on with us, has nothing to do with with James Daniels not playing well or not performing. Uh, there's a lot of different things that we that we looked into with the situation, and we felt very comfortable with, with that. Um, today, again, to make a switch like that, um, there's two ways to look at it. There's a concern of um, you know, can the guys switch in, in, a, in a week's notice and go ahead and, and execute during game day? Well, we felt good about it because of those two guys and who they are. That's an easy deal. The next part is, um, is you know, just the execution of, of them doing it on game day, and they, they handled it well. We had a couple things here or there, but that's that's going to happen regardless. Cody and the snaps, it's something that had been a bugaboo yeah. before. Mm-hmm. It, it, 
is there any concern going forward? Or, or no, there's not. You know, it's uh, uh, we had that last year dealing with it, but Cody's been great at just uh, you know once once we started discussing this this move, he was really good at understanding it and just practicing it. And and I, I think sometimes when whatever sport it is, if it's golf and you know a golfer has the yips or that you get into you know sh- sh- you know people uh, pitchers or whatever, the less you talk about it, the better it gets. So we just try to not talk about it. Can you just take us to that second touchdown drive coming out of uh, intermission and pitch up set the deep ball to Hey Robin on the cover touchdown? Yeah, yeah. Explain that. Right. Um, it was again staying ahead of the chains on first down, and then he gets that deep ball to to A Rob, and it made it made a great play, great throw. Um, you just feel chunks, you feel you feel explosives, and it's easier for me as a play caller because you're not you're not searching for okay, how do I get to second and five, or how do I you know you want to be able, so now the second a big play happens, boom, right away, it's like you're just you're to the next play, and it just flowed easily, and the guys the guys executed it. We got a specific coverage, and um, the, there's a lot of selfless players on that play that helped 29 get in that end zone. What is it about when you guys go tempo, the four-minute drive at the end of the half? Mitch just seems to be settled down. He's mm-hmm. Feels a little bit better. I mean, is he thinking less? Like, what is it about those situations that he seems to, to excel at? Yeah, no, it's uh, you you definitely see that there's when you're going tempo, you see you see him playing well, and you see our offense playing well in general. So we balance all that, and again, that's part of finding the identity of who we are. We've we've had we got into it a little bit early on in the season, and then we had the injury, and um, there's different reasons. Um, not every game that you you it's schematically you have to decide whether or not you want to do it but sometimes you're forced into it um, like we were you end up getting in kind of a quote-unquote two-minute mode and we the, the guys have practiced it a lot yeah, you talked about maybe uh, some explosive plays or a win which spark you got. yeah did you feel that during the game and then you know as you go forward sort of zoomed out a little bit what are you looking for in terms of the overall spark right so a couple things during the game I definitely felt it now early on it felt similarly to other games where we were bending but not breaking on defense we were struggling on offense and I think if you look back and you say okay how do you pull out of this thing we did that and and the offense got going got a nice little lead which was what we were searching for but in the locker room I mentioned to the players um, there's there's for right wrong or indifferent there's a lot of teams in in our in our um, situation at three and five that could have just folded up shop and and regardless of what would have happened tonight uh or today our guys just practice their tails off they came to meetings focused energized there's no there was no law in practice and you appreciate that as a coach and now what happens is that puts you at a position now at four and five and i was telling one of our coaches the other day when i was in kansas city we were one and five and so Three, being three and five before today, we were walking down the hallway, and I said, you know, three or four years ago, whatever it was, we were feeling good right now because we were three and five. We won two in a row. Well, you know, four and five, different year, I get it, but it's amazing how that how that goes. And so now here we are, four and five. We can only worry about the Rams, who's a tough a tough football team. But I love how our guys um, are believing in each other, and they're they're like, bring it on. They like it, and and, and it make, it's uh, it's it's a part of who we are. When you guys get or here this morning or last night, that Stafford might not play, yeah. and it's official ninety minutes before. Mm-hmm. How do you keep your guys from, you know, maybe exhaling and being like, okay, this may be easier than we thought? Right. Um, I didn't. I don't even 
uh, bring it up. I let the defensive coaches uh, talk with that. I, I don't. Be, the second you do that, now you let up as a team. And and um, you know, there's there's a lot of backup quarterbacks this year that are doing well. So it doesn't matter. These these there's good coaches out there that these guys play hard. And these, this backup quarterback gets a chance to play. And you saw he played well today. You know, he did a good job with limited reps. So you try not to focus on that. Um, and and. Uh, uh, for the most part, I thought our guys did that. Can you speak to how much more aggressive the defense might have been because they were playing an untested quarterback? I'm sure there's a little bit more to that at times, but I don't know exactly. Uh, you know, it depends. You get a guy like Stafford who has all those career starts, who likes to really chuck it downfield. He's successful at it. So um, if you're doing well with a four-man rush against Stafford and you don't have to, you'd like that other guy to the coverage element. But, you know, most times when you have a young – you saw early on in their first drive, I thought they did a good job early on um, – Detroit, it was balls out quick, movements out of the pocket, runs. You know, they did a good job protecting them. You didn't get the running game completely on track, but you had some success getting edges on that toss scheme. Where did you guys talk about that? Yeah, no, it's good because you, you don't want to. You want to be careful of always being between the tackles. And uh, I thought our guys did a really good job uh, of of attacking the edges. It forces it opens it up a little bit. And so whether it's in the RPO game and you're throwing bubbles on the outside and widen them to hit the the stuff up the middle. Um, so the tosses were good. We we want to keep building on that and and being able to uh, to try to make sure defenses just can't throw seven, eight, nine guys in the box and shut, shut, or shut down the run. What, um, what weaknesses did you guys see from Detroit that allowed you guys to exploit it and, you know, have the, one of your best teams? Um, well, we there, we gave a lot. I mean, I, I think personally that, that uh, uh, Coach Patricia does a really good job with – I think his scheme's really good. I think he does a great job with those guys. So we, didn't, we don't necessarily deem it as weaknesses. We just look at it, okay, what do we do best against what they do best? And that's going to be – and then how do you react to any uh, game plan um, uh, in-game adjustments. And, and that's the other part that I think that our coaches did well was the, the adjustments to some of that. Thanks, guys. All right. Yep. No problem. All right. One thing I want to talk about real quick. This idea that there, there's people out there who actually think that Club Dub should have gone away. Like I disagree with that. I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't understand that at all. I, I understand the bad optics of it. My argument for it, I said this on the pregame show, like, do it. But maybe don't broadcast it. And looking at Twitter, they have broadcasted it, at least with photographs. I haven't seen the video yet, but okay. I'm assuming it's coming. Are you surprised, really? Like I'm not. Like you said, they haven't won in a Latin cycle. <laughs> <laughs> 40 days, 42 days. So, of course, and, and if you look at the picture, the first picture, I showed it to you before we started recording. Yeah. In the background is Miss Trubisky's face. And he is so effing happy. Yes. And if anybody needed this game, if anybody needed a little <laughs> post-game party in Club Dub, it was number 10. Just look. If, if you're listening to this, look on the Bears' Instagram and zoom in in the back, and you'll see Mitch Trubisky with the biggest grin on his face. Yeah, and we'll hear Mitch later, and you're going to hear him kind of downplay that and you know give his little Mitch answers to, to things that, you know, try to downplay everything, but I think it's pretty obvious he needed this game. Yes. He needed this, not just the win, but those throws that he made, some kind of confidence to build on. Now the question is, can he do that two weeks in a row? You know, he struggled against the Rams last year. That was, uh, you know, one of it, one of the game. Was that his first game back from the injury? I believe it was. Uh, but he struggled against the Rams last year. Now, a little bit of a different Rams defense. We could talk about that all week, but Mitch needs to stack some games together, but you got to start with the first game. 
Yeah. Can't get to the second game until you do the first game. Probably his best game of the year, I'd say. Mitch, yeah. 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 You know, well, you, you know, and I are arguing about it, not like Washington. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I, you know I keep the grades every week, and I haven't said this yet because I don't really like to go my grades too much. I like to keep them more general, but I don't have him for a positive grade all season. Yeah. That's Bad. He should probably get one for this. I, I, my guess is when I get through the tape, this will be a positive grade. Well, I, I just feel like his touchdowns feel different. Yes, that was an exciting electric throw on the move to Taylor Gabriel in Washington, but like the, the like his first one, wide open, broken play. You know, he could have ran it in, kind of just he could have under hand tossed it to Taylor Gabriel for the first touchdown of the season. But these, like, it's the throw to Ben Broniker. On the money, yep. it's the Taylor Gabriel one. It, it's the deep pass, like you mentioned, to Allen Robinson. It's you needed to see more of that, and he delivered it today against the Lions. And on the club dub thing, like it's not like they were losing games because they were dancing in the locker room. No, you know, if, if anything, I think like getting that back in your system today gives you more incentive. It's like a reminder of, oh, yeah, remember when we used to have fun? Yeah. Because yeah. it hasn't looked like a team that's having no, a lot of fun no, lately. No, 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 So then get some of that swag Again, back. zoom in on the quarterback's face. There's a lot of guys having fun. That Sometimes Club Dub could be kind of, you know, it's like the grade school dance floor where, the, you know, like not everybody's ready to get out there. Yeah. But this one seems full. The dance floor is packed. Um, all right. Also some advice on a picture you definitely should not zoom in on. Danny Trevathan's elbow. Oh, that was gross. Football is a just a brutal sport, man. Yeah. Yeah. Ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Um I will say Nick Wachowski played amazingly well again in his place, filling in just like he did for Roquan Smith a few weeks ago. Uh he's a good playmaker. He could probably be starting for, I don't know, fifteen, twenty other teams across the league. That's how highly some of his teammates think of him. Yeah. But that gruesome injury to Danny Trevathan. One, yes, don't watch the replay, but to see him leave the locker room with his his with his arm in, uh, um, I think it was wrapped up in, in uh, what are those things called? Help me out here, Adam. A sling? A sling. There you go. Um, that's a big loss because he's been just, like he wasn't making a lot of splash plays. I get it, but he's just been consistently good. He's been really good. Every single week for the Bears this season. Yeah, he had a couple plays last week he probably want back, but... Um... He's or maybe that was two weeks ago against Chargers. I'm forgetting, but he's been overall he's been very very good. Was having a great season in a contract year. That's another reason why an injury like that, man, you feel for it him. Stinks, you man. feel it for stinks. him personally because it's a contract year. And uh, Danny's a good guy. Yeah, works hard, great leader. Um, and that's the one thing about this is, you know, Akeem Hicks and Danny Trevathan are, you know, really to me two of the biggest voices two of the biggest examples on that defense. So to lose both of them right now, that's a blow. Absolutely. We can talk about Nick Kwiatkowski's opportunity and how well he's playing. There's the spin that we'll talk about in a second. But this is a defense right now that's going through way more adversity than they had to deal with last year. And this offense better continue to pick up their game because it's not going to come easy the rest of the way for the defense. Yeah, yeah. I felt like what well, was during the preseason we're having a very different conversation about Nick Kukowski. Looked slow, a little bit lost in coverage. He's missing tackles. Remember that? Yeah. I mean, the starters weren't playing. Um, there's a big difference between doing it in 
like a hero's role where you come in and you need to deliver that energy and like also they're not scheming for yes, you. Yes, that's what I was getting. Yeah. At. Like now there's gonna be game plans for, for Nick Wickhouse. Can we saw it a little bit today? Joel E. A. Beniwe came in late in the game. Um, just to, to have a little bit more speed over the middle. Did you notice that? I think it was the final play of the game. You sure that wasn't 27? Because the Bears had seven. Well, the second to last play then, because okay. you'll see Nick Wachowski leave, and Joel Ibeniwe, Iggy, is on the field. Didn't do anything, really, Yeah, but he's on the field. Um, I'll say this, though. It says a lot about a guy when they throw him in there and he's got the green dot on his helmet and they trust him to call the defense. I thought the communication, for the most part, was really good. It was actually kind of bad early yeah. when Danny Trevathan was still out there. Not that it was his fault, but um, certainly did not take a step back from a communication standpoint throughout the game. It's clear that Nick knows the defense. They trust him to run it. Uh, out there, so I would continue. You know, you'd probably continue to see that. And and I gotta say, man, the guy makes plays. He's a good tackler. He's a good blitzer. Maybe some weakness in coverage. But look, didn't look that way in his diving pick. I know. But he's got two games on tape already this year that he's played well in relief, and he's got seven more games to earn some money. Yeah, and that could even be money with the Bears. I mean. We knew this all season. The Bears are going to have a tough decision to make in the offseason at one of their starting inside linebacker spots, and they got a lot of other money they got to spend elsewhere. You know, Nick, I would say, has an opportunity to to earn a starting job going yeah, forward. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. may seem like a long shot, but he certainly got that opportunity in front of him. You mentioned how a lot of his teammates think he can play start for other teams. And if he plays well down the stretch, there's going to be some team out there that's going to pay him like a starter. Yeah, he brings a nice wallop to the game. Did you see the play? Uh, the the Lions actually converted. Was it a fourth down run or a short third and one? But they converted the play. But Kukowski actually made the final impact to stop the momentum of the running back. And that he picked the guy up. Yeah. And carried him back a little bit. So you could see why certain he brings a certain wallop that his teammates definitely, definitely. Uh, well, value, but also I can think rally behind. Like he plays physical. You're supposed to play the position. You worried about Khalil Mack at all? Yeah, one sack in five games, I believe it is now. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I want to say before anything is five games. That's the five games he Keem Hicks has been out, right? Yeah. Has it been five games now? Yes, it has. So I think that has a lot to do with it. But still, one sack in five weeks. I I have to – this is when you just get to the point where you – and I know he's getting double teamed, and I want to watch the tape to see how the Lions handled him a little bit closer. But you almost have to start to worry if the guy's not playing 100%. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're getting at. But he's the type of guy who would get the veterans' days off. He's the type of guy who, like, if he really needs it, you've invested in so much money in him, he could take a Wednesday off. Um, to my memory, to the best of my memory, I, I don't, I can't recall him missing a practice. Um, of course, he's a guy who would not want to miss a practice. But, but in general, I have two thoughts on this. One, I wondered if they were worried about Jeff Driscoll's running a bit. Where they tried to contain him a bit in the pocket, where they, you know what I'm talking about, sure, yeah. where, you, where you have a pass rush plan for for contain because he could beat you with his legs. We saw that a few times, um, so I think that was part of it. But but two, 
like late in the game, fourth quarter, I'm like, I'm wondering, like, where's the pass rush going to come from? You're going to need, like, you know, Driscoll's not going to be running now. You need to get home on him. And you, you saw different things. You saw uh, Aaron Lynch basically over the center and guard mm-hmm. late in the game to try to di- get different matchups. Um, you, you, you saw s- some some blitzing or, or some fake blitzing from the linebackers as well. They're, they're trying different things to, to incite this pass rush. It needs to be better. I get the concerns that they may have had over Jeff Driscoll and his legs, but it just it's just lacking in general. And I, I think that's a very fair assessment. And that, that's across the board. Yes, Max, your superstar. But across the board... Like, Nick Williams shouldn't lead the team in sacks this year. With all due respect to Nick Williams, he should not be your team leader in sacks. Well, and Ricky Wagner went out in the middle of the game, and he didn't come back, right? We'll have to check that. He got carted off. Yeah, they they had a few injuries that came up throughout this game. But I don't think he came back, and... So you're going up against a backup. All that will say, look, the Bears held him to 13 points. This is a good Lions offense. Now, you didn't have Stafford, and Stafford's having a great year. But, you know, overall, I thought Driscoll played okay. Yeah. And other than uh, a couple field goals and Kyle Fuller falling down on a bomb to the end zone. I mean, yeah. The defense played well overall. Yeah, yeah. Can I say something like, I feel like Matthew Stafford always has good years. But the Lions are still the Lions. He's been different this year, though. If you really watch, I know, it, I know. Been, but, but it's probably it, but, the best season of his career. That's fine, but they're still a losing football team. You know, so I, I guess keep that in mind for evaluating this Bears win. But yeah, I, I, I know what you're getting at. But I feel like we've had this conversation before about him. Obviously, they're better with him. But look, at the end of the day, the Bears did what they had to do. I'm using cliches here to. To win, to end the losing streak, and and again, you knew it wasn't going to be easy. You knew there were going to be some some precarious moments. All right, let's get you the quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky, speaking after uh, a Bears win. It's been a long time since we can say that, and it's probably his best game of the year. Then we'll come back and wrap it up with some final thoughts from Soldier Field. Here's the quarterback. Mitch, how did it feel the three uh, touchdown drives all in a row there to finally you know get into the rhythm, get you know some positive momentum building on each other? Yeah, it felt good. Just go out there, um, and I think that's what this offense can be when all 11 guys are on the same page guys getting open o-line protecting really well and um just making some big plays to stay on the field um it, it felt good um it, it wasn't pretty it was it was tough hard fought battle but it, it felt good to um just stick together and kind of get through this and find a way to win and you got to enjoy these so we definitely are and, and just proud proud of the way we stuck together continue to grind work hard and kind of work through all this adversity Mitch, you got a lot of man looks today. Uh, take us through the, the touching on the Broniker. Mm-hmm. Nice route, great ball. What did you like about that look in that situation? Yeah, for sure. Just something we schemed up this week. We liked our matchup with uh, with Ben Broniker, um, and he ran an excellent route. Um, got open. O-line did a great job giving me time, and I just put in a spot where he can make a great play, and he made an awesome catch. So we just liked that matchup, and they gave the look we wanted, and and that's what happens. And a great call, great execution. Plays like that will be made. Sorry. No, you, you're good. You put a ball perfectly on him like that. You know, Obviously, there have been other times this season that you've wanted throws back that haven't been placed perfectly. So when you make the throw, you know, where does it come from, and, and what do you feel like it can do for you going forward? 
when you just make a good throw like that. Yeah. I think you just feel it gives you confidence. You feel like you're doing what your team needs you to do. You're just doing your job, and that's kind of what I expect out of myself. When when everyone else does their job on offense, I need to be doing mine as well. So great protection, great routes. Guy gets open versus man. I need to be able to put it in the right spot for my team to make a play, and um, and that's what happens. So we just need more of those, more consistency going forward, and continue to find ways to stay on the field and, and score more points. You feel like this was a confidence builder for you? I think winning always does. I think um, playing well, um, playing a little bit better, and kind of fixing those mistakes that we've um, been making, and then just finding ways to get in the end zone on offense, and then coming up with the W is is always big. So it feels good. We just got to build off of it and keep getting better. How would you describe this week for you, from all the attention that you dealt with during the week to winning today? It just feels good to win. Yeah, because um, just really proud of my teammates uh, and, and all this week. You just when you when you go through tough things, I think you just got to remember um, why you play this game. You just you love to play this game and you love the guys you play with. So that that'll get you through anything. And just continue to stick together, feed off your teammates, and um, believe that you're gonna have a breakthrough. And um, whether you describe today as a breakthrough or not, we we got the win. That's what's most important. And we just got to continue to find ways to get better, keep building. Um, but it, it felt good. To to um, have that hard work pay off a little bit. Was it a breakthrough to you? Do you, huh? do you consider it a breakthrough today? Uh, we just got to keep getting better. We just got to keep building, keep getting better. Um, hopefully use this as momentum, um, and hopefully it builds confidence for our offense, and we just keep working hard and get back to it and try to be 1-0 next week again. Unfortunately, you were, we were never rattled in the whole game. Even the offense started off slowly again. How difficult is that to kind of be even keeled and keep continue believing when it's not happening? Yeah, um, I think it's important. I think the guys feed off um, how I react, my body demeanor and everything like that and just communicating on the sidelines and t- letting the guys know we're close. We're just making a couple mistakes on the first couple drives um, but I think when we're all on the same page, when all 11 guys are doing what they need to do um, and, and guys are getting open guys are making great blocks and we're able to make plays and be on the same page as an offense so you just gotta stay even keeled, have, keep having that unwavering faith that we're, we're gonna get through um, any hard times that we're going to get through going together and we're going to be able to find ways to make those plays and I think we did today so it's just sticking together and, and, and finding a way. When things were going well early, Matt decided to go for a fourth and one backed up in your own territory. What kind of message did that send to you guys and how did it lift the team getting that, that first down? Yeah, it's huge. Uh, it shows that Coach Nagy had a lot of confidence in our offense that we were going to get that and then we did and um, that, that kind of jump starts the offense and kind of builds confidence within the guys and it takes pressure off our defense because we're staying on the field, and that's what we want to do, continue to find ways to stay on the field. we got to convert more third downs, but the fourth down was huge, um, especially back in our territory, and we were able to stay on the field and, and keep it going. So we just need to keep doing more of that. That's really the Taylor. Um longer developing route, but he's running that over, then he breaks back to the corner. Do you have to buy time on that, or is that just you wait, you know, kind of wait for that, that route to come over to break leverage? Yeah, just waiting for him to, to get open a little bit. He ran a fantastic route. O-line did a great job giving me time and um, got man coverage, and he beat his guy, turned him around, and I just put him in a spot where he could run underneath it. Awesome route, just awesome execution. Mitchell, on that one and the long ball to A-Rock coming out of halftime, you stood in, made throws, and got hit as well. How did you feel like your clock was today, um, waiting for some of those to come open and being able to stay? Yeah, it, 
it felt some good, felt pretty good. Um, sometimes you just got to wait a little bit longer versus man, especially press. You got to let those guys work the routes a little bit. And O line did a great job, just giving me a little more time because they also know that the plays got to develop a little bit. And he beat him over top, and I uh, just um, threw it in a spot where I think he can go get it. And when you put it in 12's area, he's going to make plays like that. Um, really, if you give all our guys chances, so um, plays like that, we feed off of. It gives us confidence, and it kind of builds a rhythm within the offense. And we just got to continue to play fast and just go out there and. Um, play free. Some of your teammates talked about Coach Peggy's message, don't take winning for granted. What do you learn about the challenge of winning in this league during this stretch and what did today mean? Yeah, definitely. I think when you go through a stretch like we did, um, it's it's tough and I think days like today, you appreciate it a little bit more, just getting back to it and getting back to that good feeling of, of winning. So We just got to build off that and definitely not take it for granted. You got to come to work every day, but I'm proud of the way the guys uh, we've been practicing our tails off, working really hard, sticking together, and I think if you keep doing that, then we'll get the results we want. Um, but definitely don't take for granted. Enjoy it and hopefully build off of it. Actually, like with what you're saying, that you don't view this as permanently like turning a corner, that there's still more to do here going forward. Is that correct? Um, we got the win today. We just got to keep getting better and, and try to go no, one and no next week. Mitchell, you guys get to 20 points, but don't pull away there. What, what did you make of the last few series where you're know, taking some sacks and you know just trying to sort of get the clock? Yeah, for sure. You definitely want to um, stay on the field as an offense. So on those third downs, Detroit's really good. They're a really good third down team. Gave us some tough looks to go against, and, and they made some really good plays on third down, so credit to them for that. For that. But we got to find ways to um, just punch it through, stay on the field, uh, whether we're running or passing, just all 11 guys on the same page, um, trying to stay on the field. And 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 really extend the game and, and take over from there. So we did we didn't do that, but definitely an area we can improve. Since you haven't thrown to Bronick or relative to other receivers all that often over the past couple of years, what what made that play in particular work so well when you absolutely needed it? Yeah, for sure. Just getting the reps in practice, me and him getting on the same page in practice, and then just believing in the execution of the play. Everyone doing their job. Him running a great route, and I'm, I'm I just put it in a spot where he could go make a play. So we repped it a bunch in practice. Me and him got a lot of throws at, at, at that route, and he made a fantastic grab. What, what did the, uh, the switch between Cody and James, Cody back to, going back to center, what did that mean for you? What was it like getting him back there, and how did Cody help you given the familiarity with the calls he makes? Yeah, it was good. Cody does a great job uh, having him back there. He's, he's a really big leader for this offense and this offensive line, so he's really good with communicating, helping those young guys uh, to the sides of him now, and um, it, we, we have really good chemistry, me and him, so he gives me confidence, and we just got to keep feeding off that and um, when he's in the middle just his communication how he leads the guy I think it really helps the offense and guys feed off that Mitch, when you, tempo, you seem to, to settle it it seems like the game slows down for you I, situationally that, that allowed that to happen but what about using that on the other times of the game is that something that you've talked to Coach Nagy about about running tempo like that more often yeah we have those conversations and what I think helps is offense and just what the guys are comfortable with and I think when the call is coming fast and we have the right personnel in the huddle and we're not substituting a bunch of guys we're able to play fast. I think that's when uh, we're not thinking as much. We just go out there, execute the plays, and um, guys are in the right spot in the right time, and we're just out there making plays. So um, we just you just have those conversations. You just got to be honest back and forth, and and he's always taking feedback, and he's great with that. Um, so you just got to find ways to build and continue to find ways to see what works for us and what we need to continue to improve. All right, so there's Mitch Trubisky, and uh, hopefully, even though he's kind of downplaying it, uh, you know, he'll be looking to build on this. And let me let me say this, Adam Johns. 
it's still a really, really long road to the playoffs. And I think as we sit here recording, the Packers are beating the, the Panthers. And I think they'll be still three games ahead of the Bears at this point in the standings. But if you can somehow, you know, take take this win as momentum and something to build on. I don't think it's out of the question you go to L.A. and win next week. Probably won't be favored. I believe the Rams are struggling right now against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Right, they're, yeah. they're not the same team they were last year when they went to the Super Bowl. And the Bears beat them last year. Obviously, the Bears aren't the same team as they were last year, too, though. But I, it's a game that is a possible victory. So, you fast forward a little bit, and we do this. Players don't, but we can do this. You somehow win that game. You're back of 500. You have back-to-back games then coming up against the Giants. You better not lose to it all. Yeah, yeah. And then you play the Lions team. Now it's on the road. You could say the Lions had an opportunity to win today, but broken bones in his back. I mean, do we know Stafford's going to be back this no, year? No, I mean, no, no. This could be something. It, and, and even if he does return, because he had that amazing run of, what, 135, 136 career starts in a row or something like that. I could be misquoting the number, but... The guy's he's had injuries, but he's played through them before. Even like injuries to like his throwing hand, he's yeah. played through. So this must be very, very serious for him. You know, he wants to play through things uh, where his doctors force him out of the lineup. That's significant to me. And then again, he's one or two hits away from having a bad back again. So even right. if he does return next week, I don't know what their schedule looks like, but. Back injuries are scary, man. Dude, if you have broken ba- bones in your back, what are you doing anywhere near a football field? Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, a, I, I, it's not good. I, look, I know it's football and you love the game and it's your job, but... Well, at some point... It, dude, you got kids and, I'm getting like, that, life yeah. and his, and yeah, his it, wife's it, gone through what she's gone through this year with the brain tumor. Just, man, take care of yourself. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Be, be able to play with your kids. <laughs> I, at some point, I think that revelation strikes players. Maybe it hasn't for him because, again, he wants to play. All the reports before the game were like, you know, they were just so surprised that he was not going to make this start. Um, so maybe he returns in a week or two, but something like that, you're a week... A, a, a hit, a nasty hit, a slide even yep. away from, from feeling it. So I promise you I meant to I, – when we did our bold predictions the other day, I meant to give a bigger picture bold prediction in, in addition to the one I gave today, which did not come true, Tariq Cohen, punt return, touchdown. Um, but I was going to say I I had the Bears going 3-1 and one in this stretch. Now that included a win today, which I did pick the Bears three and one. Though I still think that's on the table. I mean, you assuming the Giants is a win, you win one of the other two games, either in LA next week or on the road against a possibly Matthew Stafford list Lions yeah. team that you just beat. I, I think it's on the table. I think one thing we learned this year that any win for the Bears is isn't going to be pretty. I don't think you're going to get like the the route of the Lions last year or the Buccaneers route. I don't think the Bears have that in them, but the the defense, if they get off the field on more third downs, they'll keep you in games. Even when they don't get off the field on third downs, they'll keep you in games. You're going to need a few plays from your quarterback. They got it today against the Lions. They did. They got it on a day where he got booed off the field after the Bears' first three and out. The Bears got that today. If they get it, Against the Rams, if they get it against the Giants and the Lions, it's 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 feasible. But 
I want to see it before I really believe it. Yeah. It's really where we're at. Well, they got to do better than they did today, but I guess the, the headline, though, is, is just they got something to build on. Just win, watch. baby. Just win. It's the NFL. That's why the coaches talk about it's a week-to-week league and things can change dramatically. And uh, I think they have a, a, a game they are capable of winning next week in Los Angeles. And we'll be there for it, and we'll uh, be back here on Tuesday on The Athletic uh, with your bonus episode for the week. Hopefully you subscribe there. If you don't, it's a great deal. There's an incredible amount of coverage from all NFL teams. And would you guys have 17 people covering the game today? No, just five. So stay tuned for all that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> more during the week. <laughs> Plenty of coverage at the Athletic. Get your money's worth, people. Come it's, on. It's, it's all there. And this podcast is there for you. And then later in the week, Back where you listen to this pod uh, on all your podcast apps with the uh, week, what week is it now? Week 11? Week preview. 11. Week 11 preview pod later on this week. Hey, the Bears get a victory. How about that? About Fo- time. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Read my postgame column up at WGNRadio.com slash Bears. Johns is at The Athletic. Please write and review the podcast. We appreciate you doing that, and we will talk to you later on in the week. See ya. Kill philosophy. Keep it likable and learnable. So that's an acronym for not, you, you know what I'm talking about. Keep it likable and learnable.